Love Talk Radio. I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep, life a living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face, who need a hero, hero. you need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero, who on the front lines, the ground zero, hero. my heart don't skip a beat, even when hard times bumps the needle, mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men, clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming, it's all prophecy, and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. It's your brother Yang and Kuruma. Let's talk about it. Man, I'm so I apologize. I am having technical difficulties. I hope everyone can hear me. Uh I'm live coming through. I don't particularly know how to check to, to see if I can be heard right now. Um but yo, we're gonna rock the show. Let me try to get some things together. We're talking about homosexuality in the black empowerment movement. Homosexuality in the black empowerment movement. It's time to talk about it. We can. We can no longer skirt the issue. You know, we know culturally for so long in our community it has been taboo. Homosexuality has been taboo. Uh, And 
it being taboo, I feel like, now I'm speaking from a, a personal opinion, I feel like allowed for it to kind of, you know, I don't want to say fester because, um, you know, then it gives the connotation that it's some type of disease or sickness. Now, listen, let me, let's keep it real. This is, let's talk about it. We ain't going to do the political shit. Let's keep it real. I've always, I've told my part, I've always avoided this issue because I'm biased. I'm biased. I am a religious person, and I have religious beliefs, and I have religious principles, and I go by certain morals and ethics and standards that I hold to be right and exact, and homosexuality is not one of them. So I've always avoided this issue because I understand the problem that we as black people face with this calendula. You have black people that will still be oppressed and targeted and go through the same thing that every black person goes to but goes through, but they're also homosexual. So not only is it a stigma in the religious community, sometimes in just the general social community, but I know predominantly and historically it has been in the black community. So I can understand naturally the urge not to want to be oppressed, even though I don't agree with that thing they feel they're being oppressed about. I can understand naturally the urge of anything not wanting to be oppressed. The question, though, today is, is there a place for that in the black empowerment movement? Does it further confuse the issue? You know, is it necessary to uh, bring it up as a topic? Is it that serious that if we don't address it with our struggle that we have retarded or we have hindered full development, full growth, the full potential of black liberation? Or is it a ploy by these people who adhere to this lifestyle to force their way upon us or upon the world or some type of, you know, uh, like catching a hitchhiker, catching a ride. Yo, the train is going this way. The momentum is this way. The attention is this way. The acknowledgement is this way. Let's throw our issue in there. Is it a case of that? I mean, and it no longer cannot it no longer cannot be talked about openly, honestly, looked at and addressed. And I'm not saying this is the first time that this has been talked about, or this is the first uh, person or organization or people to give a, a a platform to this type of topic. What I'm saying is, we need to readdress it. Look at it again, because what is becoming apparent in the current uprising and issue and whole thing that's drawing the world's attention internationally is the, uh, shit, what's the word I'm looking for? The homosexuality piece. Opportunities have been taken to really bring light to that issue. And those opportunities have been afforded because of a tragedy that happened to a black man that people are already trying to turn into a human rights issue 
or to him and things. But we know it, that treatment happened because of the attitude and sentiment towards black people in America. We've seen the videos where they attempt to they attempt to talk white people into disarmament. Put it down. No, 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 we won't have that. This brother wiggled wrong and lost his life. So we know that it's due to the sentiment, but we've allowed it to a degree become a human rights issue because we see the necessity in that. We find some merit in it. We know it is a violation of human rights. If the international world wants to say, hey, you know what? That is a violation of human rights, and that's their way to get in and address an issue that is happening to us. I don't have a problem with that. I don't want that to be the main focus, but I don't have a problem. I can see some benefit to a degree. It's a little more difficult for me to see attaching the homosexual movement as a benefit. You know, I it, it, it's a little more difficult. And I I feel like that is divisive. I feel like that is divisive. I feel like that it, it people have exploited that in the black community, have taken advantage of it to their really to their benefit. As far as culturally and socially and economically. Our problem for not addressing the homosexual issue in our community when we begin to see it rise, especially those in Atlanta where I've been for the last 30 some odd years, not addressing addressing it as you saw the rise of it led to the ability of the white homosexual community to pull a very large resource out of the black community. The black homosexual community which at one point in time did not exist, into white homosexuals empowered them, taking a page from, if you ask me, the white feminist movement used some of the same tactics to divide, to divide black women for black men. White homosexuals you took a page from that playbook and did the black homosexual uh, population in the black community and pulled that resource And they lent it To a homosexual movement That manifested itself Into what is now known as the LGBTQ community With a whole flag and everything You know you're not a nation You know the teachings of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey what do you, How do you think that they formed into a nation I don't know I just speculate Watching people, I speculate. How do you think they formed into a nation? I believe that those black people that they pulled began to help them to organize that resource that we neglected. I didn't say ex- neglected in the sense of accept the lifestyle, neglected to address the issue. They pulled that resource, they organized them into a so called community, but it's really a little gay nation. Because they have a flag and everything. And that's a page straight from our playbook of the Honorable Martin Messiah Garvey, who understood the power of a nation having the flag, the symbolism in it. Listen, man, it's, let's talk about it. If you want to talk about it, put, push one, and we can rap about it all day. I'll recognize and bring you in. In fact, you know, I think I see a brother. He may jump in. I, you know, I don't open the mics without pushing the one. I want you to be ready to come in and talk about it. So... 
All right, let's bring my brother in. Brother Bernard, what's good, man? Hey, what's good, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. I can barely my my headset is is just off, but I'm 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 good, man. How you been? I've been doing well. Can you hear me fine? Uh, I can hear you. I think it's my headpiece. But go ahead, man. What you you know? What you think? What's your take? Okay, so let me say this. Uh, you know, I, I think what's important to th- to look at first is the revolutionary struggle. You know, as we're struggling against, you know, this oppressor trying to shake uh, this system off of us, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen through, uh, you know, the, the building of coalitions as the movement is being guided. And as we can see, you know, pretty much now, I mean, you have two, uh, you know, quote-unquote free zones uh, you know, as a result of this, you know, uprising that we're in the midst of now. And, you know, so those, uh, you know, free zones will pick up as the movement continues more and more supporters, you know, and as that coalition builds, yes, you're going to have a multitude of organizations, a multitude of movements, one of which will be the LGTB community because we know now that that is a thing, that is a movement. You know, so, you know, if I'm, if I'm picking up rocks, you know, like Malcolm said, you know, when, you know, rice farmers, you know, you know fought the American government in Vietnam, you know, if, 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 you know, if everyone is picking up rocks and throwing them, I'm not going to tell a gay man to put his rock down. You know, you, you go, I'm going to expect him to throw it, too. You know, so right. I, I think, you know, so I but think when it, we're talking about the movement, everyone's going to be a part of it. But what it, what's most important, you know, once revolution is secured and we now have the ability to build a new state, that's where that question is going to become important because, you know, as we're building the new state, you know, going back to – you know, something we talked about last show where, you you, you know, the PTSD, uh, you know, being under the American system, uh, you know, because homosexuality, from my perspective, is the byproduct of, you know, this experiment we're in, you know, called, you know, America, where, you know, so many uh, slaves have been so uh, suppressed on so many different levels. You know, the family was attacked and, you know, masculinity was attacked. You know, so, you know, if, if you're emasculating men, you know, in, this, in a culture, it's only, it's only a, a matter of time before, you know, sicknesses, you know, and I say that deliberately because well, I believe I, I, I think, listen, know, homosexuality let, let, is a sickness can, that listen, comes I think, from... I think, you can you hear me? Chime in? Brother, yeah, let me jump in yeah. here. Let me jump in here. Let me, let me jump in here. Um, okay. I think that, that that right there is where you're going to run in, in your problem when you're dealing with the so-called homosexual community. They're going to be upset with you for calling it a sickness. And, and like I said in the opening of the show, I don't have a problem. I think it's natural for anything that feels oppressed to fight for its natural right to, to evolve without being hindered. 
I think that that's natural. I'm a, me as a creationist, me as a person who believes in a God, I believe that that, that is a God-given right, and it shouldn't be violated. What I'm asking, though, and what, and what I personally question is, is there a place, is there a need for, like I said, okay, me personally, George Floyd's death is more of a, a testament to the sentiment of black people in America. The fact when they say black lives matter to me, that is speaking to, this is what our life is worth. This is how we're viewed. You will, you will try to verbally disarm a, 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 a volatile white person, an angry, upset white person. You will try to talk them off the ledge. Us, if we look cross-eyed at you, we may die. This is interwoven in the fabric of America, your sentiment towards us. And your system mm-hmm. reflects your sentiment. Our life doesn't mean anything. You kill us, you get a year. If we slap you, we end up on death row. So the sentiment, your sentiment is reflected in your system. So this it, it, it encourages people who view us any kind of way, inferior, dangerous, whatever, it's, it, it isn't a deterrent from a certain behavior. You know, they don't try to even think about how they, they're just going to kill us, and it don't matter because I'll do a year on probation. I just have to say this. Now, that's what all of that was about to, to me. Why, you know, our liberal uh-huh. people and our left, our white left, have come in and they have turned it into a human rights issue. Oh, it's about human rights. It's not black and white. It's about, okay, to a certain degree, I'm not going to argue that. <clears throat> but to a certain degree, I'll even say to a certain degree, I can't. Uh, I'll go with that because we've heard those teachings before. We heard it in most referred to as Malcolm X, if you Muslim, Elhaj, Malik Shabazz, to my culturalist, uh, Omuwalamu, whatever we know him by, I'm going to say Malcolm X because everybody knows Malcolm. Malcolm X taught us about human rights issues. He said, listen, we got to get out of the civil rights thing. We got to elevate human rights, becomes international. We can invite the international community into this affair like South Africa did with apartheid. We got that. I understand the human rights aspect. So there's still a little bit of that. The homosexual aspect, what benefit is it for us as black revolutionaries, black nationalists, us people saying we want to freedom to us is the right to evolve naturally without you intentionally systematically targeting us? What benefit would would it be for me embracing the homosexual community? I don't understand why black homosexuals don't embrace the black struggle. Why must we come over and embrace your sexuality, which if you want privacy, privacy, keep in your boudoir. You know what I'm saying? You don't want as a Muslim and, and imposing my religious beliefs on you. Don't impose your sexual preferences or a sexual understanding on me. Why I got to accept your sexual preference for you to get on over with this black struggle? You still black. Why I got to embrace you, you can't embrace me. That's what I'm asking. You know, Huey Huey, Huey said, if I could continue, you know, Huey said black power to black people, you know, red power to red people, yellow power to yellow people, and I'm going to say gay power, LGTB power to LGT power people. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to knock anyone's struggle. What I'm saying is, you know, this is a black led struggle. Okay. So from my perspective, you know, Black Lives Matter is at the forefront of this movement, and this movement was sparked by 
a black man getting killed. So everybody that right. joins on this movement is, is, is behind that struggle. Now, you know, if the LGTB community want to make up flyers that says, you know, you know, George Floyd, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, all power to and, and put LGBTQ, you know, paraphernalia or flags on that document, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, they're, 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 they're coalescing with our struggle because our struggle is, is, is leading the movement right now. You know, the LGBTQ fight isn't leading the movement. You know, there was a, a nightclub that was shot up, like 50 gays were shot up. They could have, now, now if that would have sparked international outrage and, and people were burning, you know, buildings and whatnot, it would be an LGBTQ struggle that the black struggle might want to, you know, add on to. But So the point is, it is our responsibility to keep the movement directed, one. And number two, all of the organizations that support the movement are important to the overall coalition that's going to break the back of capitalism in America. Now, with that being said, when the revolution happens and we are successful and, you know, everybody got there, was on a tank and, you know, we got, you know, homemade shanks and bangers, you know, while we're sitting on them tanks in the, in, in, in the capital, we're going to have to discuss a new society. You know, one that is not the, 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 the complexion of the one we just walked away from. And that is where the, 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 the question becomes important. How do you handle this LGBTQ question in the new environment? Because we already know that our current behavior and state is a, is a, uh, 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 a manifestation of you know the, the the conditions we've been in, and and from but, my perspective, homosexuality springs from those conditions. You know what I'm saying? So I yes, can, the black can, community I'm, within I'm itself. Not, it, here it is, Bernard. But I'm not arguing the origin of homosexuality. We can we can you will I've 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 debated that point so many times before, and it comes from you know like you said I've heard from the conditions I've heard from. You know, the people who are homosexual, psychological traumas, physical traumas. I'm not uh, arguing the origin of homosexuality. What I'm, what here's what I'm stating. As a black nationalist with, and, and black nationalists, one of the components of it is the unification of black people. Despite theology, despite particular philosophies, and even social cultural lifestyles. It is. The, I, I the get it. That's what I was going for. Right. It has so, no place, so, is what I'm saying. Right. In so a black show, has saying. no place. Well, here's what I'm saying. When accepting right. the LGBT as a coalition, as an alliance in our struggle for freedom, it still adds to the, the, the divisiveness. Of what I'm saying is black LGBT. If you're out there and you're listening secretly, I know you are. I know you hate angles, but don't. Black revolutionary, if that's your sexual preference, why must we embrace a cultural, what a lot of us look at as a cultural abnormality, you know what I'm saying, something given to us by the white male, whatever we believe, that we don't believe that is natural to us as black people who originated from Africa, you know what I'm saying, straight descendants of Africa, uh, 
We don't believe that. So we still wrestle with that culturally. Why even bring that into an already confused struggle? There is no question. But going that you're back black. to my first, going back to the premise, I kind of addressed that, you know, in the narrative where I said, it, when 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 I'm picking up rocks and I'm throwing those rocks at the oppressors' tanks, and there's going to be gays right next to me picking up rocks too and throwing them, right. I'm not going to tell right. those gays right. to put their rocks down because you are gay. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say, listen, no. you're no. gay. This is a no. black struggle. Put your rock down and go somewhere. I want you to throw that rock too. So what I'm saying is, we don't have to deal with. That issue when, it, when when in the midst of the battle, but at some point we'll have to address it, and that's what I'm trying to I'm, say. I'm so a, ultimately, I in the in the in the fight itself, I, I just don't see how that could happen. I, I'm gonna tell you why I disagree because I think like I yeah. like we said on the last show, when you're dealing with the Black Revolution, it, I think it is so unique. I don't even think there's a precedence for it. I don't think that I agree. You know, standing up that. So it is so unique. So ours is such an element of political, like you and I talk about. And this is why. And, and listen, this is my brother Bernard. This brother is <laughs> this is my guy, and I really appreciate you taking the time, brother B, and coming on and rapping with me, man. Um, hey, peace and power, brother. I, I, always peace and power, man. Um, I think, I since it is so unique, it is not just a political struggle. It is one of cultural understanding, cultural identity. And 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 do we, and what we consider culture, which makes up a society, it affects the it affects your social interaction, everything. What you consider culture, so I think that that that's what will hinder. I don't think that we'll be telling homosexuals to put down and put their rocks. Anybody that's fighting with us, we're not even telling white people to do that. What we're saying is, and I agree with you at the end of the battle, but what we're saying is, it still affects the immediate. It still affects the immediate because I, I it pulls a very large yeah it pulls a very large resource from our community. It pulls uh, not only the resource, um, it pulls it divides our community socially and culturally because they have identity identifying that like black people do. This is what kills me about us not having an identity. We will take a philosophy. A theology and ideology and make it our ethnicity. You ask the uh-huh. Japanese man or any Asian man, what are you? Not only is he Asian, does he identify with that particular human species of Asian? He'll break it down to specifics. He will tell you the country. I am a Japanese from Japan. I'm a Chinese from China. The Hispanic, Mexican, I'm da da da. The black man. If you ask a black man what he is, he will identify with a philosophy and ideology, Christian, Muslim, what are you, black man, uh, Hindu. So there again, now we have another thing. What are you, black man, gay? What are you, black woman, gay? You black. I, I know it ain't. I know from my Moors and all these other people, I know black. And I know. Listen, we've been here 475 to, between to 500 some years, some of 600 years. We've contributed so much to human civilization. To the to human civilization, just I can just off the top of my head the music alone when I talk about rap, jazz, blue, we've contributed. We have a language. We have not just a language of English. We have a phonics that goes with it, and slang that goes with it that is internationally accepted and universally understood. That makes it a dialect like patois, legally. 
If we took it to the mm-hmm. union legally, we would have a case. But we won't recognize ourselves as a nation itself, despite what we sprung from. This is what it is. This is what you get. This is who we are. Ta-da! And homosexuality needs to be there because it furthered anything that if I just, I come at that like I would come at feminism in our struggle for liberation and empowerment and nationhood. We don't like these uh-huh. white women came in here, you know, and then with the whole feminist thing and turned about, uh, turned us as fighting one another. But go ahead, brother. I didn't get along with it because I'll get to talking about it. Oh, talking no, no. I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate the dialogue, you know, but I'm, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying here is, and I'm, maybe I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll be able to articulate it better from this point of view. You know, you know, one of one of my favorite books was, uh, you know, Comrade George Jackson's, uh, you know, Soledad Brothers. You know, I, I I live in those letters, and you mm. know, one of, one of the letters he talked about, you know, if, if he ever was able to get back to freedom again, and I think he earned, yearned for it, you know, um, because he, you know, knowing where, where he was then mentally as a as a revolutionary, he said I would. If I ever get back out there, I'd be an independent mobile unit. And, you know, I, I thought about on that a lot. And, and, you know, what does he mean, an independent mobile unit? It's like, you know, you know his, his main focus that he understood then was survival first. Like, we got to survive this experience. You know, we are, we are not out of the water. Like, I am an independent mobile unit now living life like I'm on the run. You know, like, 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 you know, we, we, we are, we are, we are under attack by an enemy that is, you know, you know, determined to wipe our culture off the place, face of the planet. So, with that being said, and I'm, you know, we in battle right now. But it's like, as we, as we are moving through society and organizing, we are building, you know, you know, we, we, we are building, we, us, we're guiding our, our ideas. We're guiding. You know, we're using our ideas to guide our practice. So what I'm saying here is, with that being said, in, in, in you got, I'm looking at it in layers. The first phase is, you know, let's get, you know, to the victory. Uh, you know, let's, let's get to the victory. So getting to the victory is going to look different because it's, gonna, it's constantly evolving and shape-shifting. And, you know, as you're in struggle, you know, you're, 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 you're building plans. So with that being said, it, 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 it's, I don't, I don't, I think it's counterproductive to, to, you know, start conflating other issues into that struggle. Let's focus on the fact that we're fighting to free black people. This is a black struggle, okay? And as a black struggle, if you want to join our struggle, understand. Now, we can say something like this, leave your politics out of this, okay? We can that's, say something like that. The leadership that's can say that. Say. The leadership can say, listen, we got to focus right now on black people. It is black people that are fighting this thing. Thank you for joining us. But we got to repair ourselves in the process. And with that being said, we can't afford to deal with anything other than that. That, I, I think and that, that in itself would then eliminate the need to even address 
that reality of the LGBT community because we don't deal with it at all. Exactly. I think that that has been. I think that that has been said, and I think that that rule or that what we would have hoped would have been a uh, unwritten understanding has been violated. There's two things that no, I want yeah, to. We got to make it explicit and direct. Yeah. We got to make it explicit and direct so people aren't it, confused. It, it, so that if LGBTQ, if LGBTQ people say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this struggle because they're trying to tell us that we can't promote being, you know, but, but, but then that's fine. Like I don't, I'm not responsible for how someone else feels about my perspective. You know, my perspective is being. Uh, you know, organized out of right out of right research on. and theory for a struggle. So if, if if I'm telling you know, if I tell you that homosexuality is a sickness that I don't want to deal with, I'm entitled to that perspective. You argue, you can argue with me, but let's keep it cordial and respectful. Like you don't have a right because you're passionate about something to be disrespectful. Right. Here's here's my you thing, though, brother Bernard, and not even talking about getting into the way that they respond to my opinion. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to further widen the divide between the so-called LGBT community. When I'm telling black people in the LGBT community, why is there a divide? Why must I accept your sexual preference for you to address what you naturally are, and that's black? That's all I'm saying. That's like what I'm saying. You don't have says, to do that. I'm, All you I'm have not, to do is direct. Yeah, when you're a leader, you when you're yeah. leading the movement, direct. You just got to direct. You don't right. have to. The director direct. But it, That's why the chain of command here, here in the is. movement is so this important. Is why we, here it is, though. Here it is, Brother Bernard. You and I understand that because we're revolutionaries. We belong to organization. By the way, you can get in on this. This is Let's Talk About It. Press 1 to jump in if you want to um, get in and get in the conversation. You know, it's it's listen, it's engaging, to say the least. Listen, you and I know that, brother. We're, we're, we're in an organization. We understand chain of command. We understand uh, the leadership making a statement and the body following through and, and to the best of its ability to manifest what leadership in the interest of the body has said what we should do. All of that comes within time. When you're talking about a movement, not an organization, a movement, I'd almost say that a movement is leaderless. It's, I think a movement can only be influenced. A movement, when I look back at the 70s, not the black power organizations or the Panthers and the Us movement and the black liberation and the Weather Underground, the white movements that participated, uh, white organizations that participated, but the movement of the 70s was not just organizations, but the dress, the music, the clothing, the sentiment, the attitude. That's a movement. That's what inspiration motivates, uh, inspires the people, motivates the people. That's what organizations, to the best of their ability, should influence. So what we do on programs like this, what I attempt to do, is to put the information out there, and God willing, someone says, hey, you know what, yeah, 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 let's look at it from this perspective, and let's begin to put our energies, efforts, resources, whatever, in that philosophy and ideology so that it will sway the movement. And I think that this is, and, and organizations know this, and they know when to do that to make it also to hurt your movement, to make uh, organizations divisive, black organizations or black people that can help a black movement divisive. And I think that the LGBTQ is one of those. 
you pull black resources and black people over there thinking that that's like part of, you know, if you get some gay rights, they still not going to murder you because you a nigga. Because they give you a a rainbow flag, you're still not going to be discriminated against because you're black. I love what you said, brother. Like you said, you know, like you said, like you so eloquently put, you know, it is a black struggle. Now, what, uh, and, and you agree with me, like what I feel, you and I like what Brother Bernard said, when he's talking about this leadership, developing black leadership, our failure has been to articulate what a black struggle is, what we demand. You know what I'm saying? What is it? So a lot of us, we start out as a big movement, this gigantic force, and we lose, start to lose the momentum because we never had clear demands. So when we say, okay, they're giving us police reform. A large section says, yeah, we made it. And they stop. They say, okay, they banned the yeah. code. Yeah, we made it. And another said, so by the time you get to the finish line, it's three people. Because everybody got what they wanted along the way. Because as a collective, we think, yo, those are cool. Those are appeasements or whatever. But as an overall well, goal see, that, and objective. Let me, let ahead, me chime in here. And that's so what's here, important man. to either. I'm sorry, what you said was important right there in terms of, you know, you know, once we have established, you know, the, the, the leadership, okay, it's like, yes, it's a disjointed movement, you know, but what happens during that disjointed movement is it starts to consolidate. And as it starts to consolidate and move from a singular message, that's where it's important to get the proper leadership in, in place. You know, and that leadership is going to be based on who's the more prepared, who has the ideology, who has the cultural superstructure in place, who has the 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 the, the material. Uh, you know, because we're going to have to we're going to have to reeducate an entire people throughout the process. That's what the the cultural revolutionary aspect of the movement is. It's like you know, we got to identify and have those debates. You know, this, the, this time that we're experiencing right now is such a breath of fresh air because people, it, this is what I would, uh, you know, posit that the 60s and, must have felt like in terms of the population's appetite for cultural awareness. People are sharing booklets. Every, everywhere you turn around on social media, there's people, you know, protests doing selfies with protests. Yo, the 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 the, the bones, the dry bones are shaking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as they say, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, they, they start to take form. The form is what is where we are right now. See, we don't want to make those same mistakes that were made in past struggles in America. We want to win this time. You know what I'm saying? We want to win. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, with that being said, we have we have got to. This is where we put it all on the line. That's why theory is so important. That's why it's important to, you know, you know, have that leadership structure in place. We need a head of the leadership because the head of the leadership has all of those dynamics that we are talking about right now. You have those dynamics. You know what I mean? You have those. That's yeah. probably why you're leading. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter. It's just a matter of, you know, you know, be like the rappers, like. You know, when a rapper makes a song, they, they talk so deliberate and direct. They cocky, they arrogant. That's our leader. Our leader is 
you know, and it's not that he's being arrogant, cocky. It's that it's so important. (laughs) It's so important for him to show the world that we are right. That's why we're moving. I believe so much. We're not wrong. We're right. Therefore, because we're right, you listen to what's being said because all of the chambers of the organization is helping build ideology. You have a minister of information who's doing research. You have a minister of everything, and they're getting and we're feeding all that information to the top. So everybody in the in the body politic is contributing to the leader's yes. arrogance. Yes, yes, a- absolutely. I, I agree, and I hope the leader's arrogance, and that arrogance right. is going to stand in front of it's... the world with you know perpendicular to the square and deliver. Listen. Our demand. Hey, listen, and I, 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 I love your enthusiasm. I love your wording. And I hope that um, our listeners understand that in the most revolutionary political way. Uh, what I interpret as arrogance a lot, uh, especially for those people who have been given the responsibility the, and the duty, and a lot of times the pleasure to be spokesmen for our cause and spokeswomen, excuse me, for our cause has an, uh, an extreme confidence. But understand this and never mistake this. This extreme confidence you see in me, this passion that I speak with, comes from my belief in you, in my people, in the people birthed from this tragedy and have made a triumph from the we greats of We know that. That's why we're yeah. – we know I, that. That's I, why I, we follow I, I, your direction. Well, I'm, what, I'm doing, what I'm doing, Bernard, is reassuring because too many times – uh, even like what we're doing now, we have to have these hard, frank discussions that are, you know, sensitive. We've been a people, like you said, we suffer from post-traumatic slave disorder. So we've been a people that have right. been verbally abused, physically abused, and psychologically abused. So it's hard to hear one of and our sexually very sexually abused. Uh, and sexually abused. That goes into physical. So it's but, but it's important to for that to stand out alone because sexual abuse, sexual exploitation is a very real issue in our community. And that's why we, you know, listen, that's a whole nother topic, brother, we have to revisit. Um, But I said all that to say that, so at times I do like to reassure the listeners that I, that we at the people, Black Panther Party for Self-Determination love you, and that you are the source of our passion. And this is why we talk about these difficult topics like this, because uh, what happens is they affect us, and we understand I mean, I'm sorry, my computer's going out. I'm just we trying understand. to highlight the reality. I'm trying to highlight the reality that once we have established the, the, the organizational structure, we have a head, we have lieutenants, we have captains, we have foot soldiers, I, we I have field marshals. Once we have that established, okay, and we have our rules of engagement, our rules of order, now it becomes, um, uh, uh, you know, that's why we trust our leadership. That's why leadership is so important. It's like, you know, Raz Baraka is the, the mayor of the, of the city of Newark, New Jersey, where I fight. And literally, I follow that lead because, A, he, 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 he's, a black, he's a black leader. B, I have to believe he's in our best interest. And at the same time, I don't agree with him at all, and I'm fighting against him on a on a on a on a challenging level because that's what we're supposed to do. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, so you, know, like, and, you know, ultimately, but because that is what gears his mentality to forward. So when I'm sitting in the meetings with, you know, the ministers of information and we're going through the research and we're reading, we are debating. We're debating. Absolutely. We're like, listen, this is X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. And then once we have a clear cut vision, now we move that vision up top. Absolutely. And but, when the person I, I up understand, top, brother Bernard, and when the person up top follows what we have had felt and goes in a different course, now we know that leadership has to go. Yeah, we have to remove that leadership. I understand this, brother Bernard. We're talking on, and I understand that. We're talking. This is why we have the organization. This is what. Uh-huh. A lot of what you're talking specifically and directly is what we at the People Black Panther Party deal with, and that's administer- from the administrative organization aspect of it, political ed- education, things that bring not just an awareness to, but also teach and educate us along the lines of self-determination. And the key to that is... My, under- my understanding was built in right. the Panthers. Right. So, but let me say this. Let me say this. Let me finish. Like my let understanding finish was this. built studying me, the Panthers. So you're right. Thank you. But, right. But let, me, let, me, let me say this. We also understand that that's an organization. Right now, especially like even in this topic, homosexuality in the black empowerment movement, that we participate in a larger phenomena called a movement, and that not everybody in the movement is going to organize like we organize. One of the, I love a teaching that uh, my father gave me, uh, my Abu. Most people know him as Chairman Kaha. Um, where uh-huh. he said, organization. He makes he equates organization to the word to the organs, and he says like organs in the body, the heart doesn't want to be the liver, the liver doesn't want to be the spleen, and these things. And he says when you find these organs not functioning properly at their at their uh, best capacity, we call this retardation in the body. But just yeah. like the body, right? There are no two bodies that are the same. You see, so people yeah. are going to organize. A little differently. People are going to want a different type of leadership that not Yang and Krumah isn't the best chairman for everyone. You know what I'm saying? So even though uh-huh. these pockets or whatever organizations have these leaders, my understanding about organizations are to get out there and to influence the masses. Now, if our goals are the same, I don't care if our vehicles don't match. If you do a skateboard and I do a bicycle, someone's a little quicker and smarter, they get a car. If we're headed in the same direction, we'll meet there. If we're intelligent and I'm on a bicycle and someone's going in my direction and they have a car and they say, hey, buddy, you need a ride, then I'm going to get in the car. Meaning if an ideology or philosophy or way just simply makes better sense and it seems to be, I would be foolish, that would be egotistical, suicidal, arrogant, and every other word that adds to the destruction of black people, I could possibly be not to put my bicycle to the side and get in the car with whoever's driving that car. So right now I said all uh-huh. I have to say, it's about the movement. Those of us that know to organize, do what you think. But how do we influence the masses? And by our not, by our working so hard organization, because I, I, I'm at where you're at, and I, you know, I, I know. I empathize and I sympathize. I know, and I'm right there with you. But a lot of times we put so much energy in getting our organizations together that uh, I think we sometimes neglect the masses to a degree that when things like this happen, we are not only influential, we're not even really felt. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's why we're having discussions like this. I honestly believe, had we been embedded with the masses while working at organizing, when this happened, the reaction would have been different and I dare say even a little more advantageous as far as shedding light to our plight here in America. Listen, let me. I agree. Why you saying that? Let me throw out. This is. Uh, let's talk about it. We're talking about homosexuality in the in the Black Empower movement. Press one. We'll recognize you on with uh, Yanga, Brother Bernard, and we're discussing this 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 very real thing because it's become a phenomenon. I remember, and like I said, I've always shied away from the topic, Brother Bernard, and, and to the listeners, um, because uh-huh. I'm biased. I believe in a God. Uh-huh. I believe in religion. I have rules about this thing. I have So I never, as a revolutionary, and I take the opinion that Brother Bernard takes, to speak about it now is pre, was premature. Um, to really address it was just adding to the divisiveness. You know, it just really was a huge waste of time. But as I see the momentum of George Floyd really, I don't want to say dying down, but coming kind of leveling off, uh, as I see that happening, I'm looking for people who are trying to keep the momentum going and, and that focus on the injustice, injustices taking place here in America and a large voice that I hear is... Uh, from the LGBTQ community, you know what I'm saying. I hear I, a large voice. I, I want to add in some. Talk to me. I, I want to add in a point here. You know, I, I don't, I don't see the 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 current movement as 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 dissipating. I see it, uh, you know, strengthening. Like I think we're in areas now today that we haven't seen these conditions that we're watching right now are, are critical, you know, in, in, in the understanding of how world revolution develops. But, you know, right now you have a free zone. Okay. In, in, in Seattle. Okay. And you also have a now, and that free zone in Seattle, you know, has been, you know, dubbed Chaz. Okay. So now you have Chaz and now you have, you know the uh, another uh, free zone. You know the Black Lives Matter free zone. Okay, in Washington D.C. And you know so, you know at, at this point in this moment, you know this one we talk about our you know organizational structure. Well, our organizational structure has you know a, a, a whole uh, you know bottom tier. Of, of field marshals and 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 and, and street, uh, you know, frontline workers, you know. So we have to we have to have representation in Chaz right now, you know. So you know, bodies have to be I on agree. the ground, you know. Uh, you know, bodies have to be on the ground in in D.C. and 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 and, and those bodies are pushing information to the second tier. You know, those are the individuals who are going to be taking that data. And, and breaking it apart and sending it to specialists above them to analyze, which all is going back up to the leadership. But what? what and as what, the leadership, Bernard, so, and so, I, and so, so and now we have a what leadership. You, you, right. You're talking about this leadership, Bernard. You're talking about this leadership. This is what I'm saying that we don't want to. First of all, let me let, let me bring my chief of staff in. Let me let me bring my chief of staff in. 
Uh, I've got one I'll yes, bounce to the people. Let, 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 let me say this real quick, Bernard, because we, we have to speak in real time, brother. There is no leadership nationally accepted amongst us as a people like that. There is no black leadership nationally accepted like that. So this getting the information, gathering the information, sending it up top, I understand that. I understand that as a revolutionary principle and practice. For other people whose revolution has started at a, a, a different point, you know what I'm saying? We're still in, dealing with particular issues, and one of those that hinder what you're talking about stem from that, us being able to appoint a leader and know what a leader is and what are our issues that this so-called leader is representing. That's one. Secondly, to address this free zone, where I do applaud our brothers and sisters in Seattle who have done this amazing feat. Let us not be, I, I, I look at that almost like the LGBTQ community. Let's look at who is really behind that and what is the goal and the message. Though it does affect us, capitalism affects us, the inability uh, to live socially unencumbered and unhindered, unhindered uh, not only dampens you physically, but it stops just great things psychologically. So all the good is coming from that. But does that particularly affect, address, or advance our cause? Let me tell you about free zones, and I'm going to turn it over to war. Our free zones, right. where police have decided that they're not going to do their job in rival to what's taking place. We're going to show you that you don't, uh, that you need the police. Our free zone, two people dead, 12 hurt in Charlotte. Uh, 102 people shot in Chicago, 14 people dead, five of them children. Minneapolis, one death, 11 injured. New York City, 19 injured, and over 12 shootings. Those are our free zones. Now it's time. So, right. so like what you're saying, this is why I don't see there isn't that leadership. Now it's time. I'm calling on those defense mechanisms. And when we talk about community policing, please show me what plan, what contingency we have in place. War. Man, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for um, jumping in. I know you're a busy dude. Hey, well, I want to kind of go back to what I what addressing the the original topic here, and and I apologize yes, if I'm if I jump on something that was already discussed. But one of the one of the things that or perspectives I want to bring to the table, and again, excuse me if you've already covered it, is that I I agree to some degree with. Those people that are involved in terms of in terms of organizing coming to the table to to um, I really say ride the coattails of what's going on with the with the Black Liberation struggle. I applaud them getting involved, but my issue with with that movement is that it does convolute the essence of what we're doing. It convolutes, it, especially when it comes to the Black Panther Party. It convolutes the essence of the fact that we are dealing with this from the fact of our people being enslaved and the recovery and the process of us undomesticating ourselves and getting in a position of empowerment as a people, finding our identity from that perspective. The problem and in, in the mixture that comes into play when you deal with a sexual preference is the fact that that is just that, a sexual preference. And, and, you may, and, and many people may have said it, and I'm sure you've already said it, if a person decides that they want to be heterosexual at any given time and they dress and act accordingly, they can blend right back in with the heterosexual population. 
Africans in the, in the United States and around the diaspora cannot blend back in from being oppressed because of their skin color. That is mm-hmm. a completely, total different dynamic. And if we also look at the situation on the continent, now, homosexuality on the continent, for most parts, is looked down on, and even people, people are even killed from being homosexual on the continent. So when we talk about the plight of, of African identity, we talk about the plight of black liberation, how do you mesh that with our liberation, especially when, it, when, when, when you go back and look at the culture dynamics on the continent? There's really no place with the two coming together. The, the reason why it is, it, it, and, and, it, and we have to also go back to the essence from a historical perspective of the fact that most struggles will ride the coattail of the black struggle. Why? Because we suffered the most atrocity as it, as it applies to that. So when anybody wants to study a specific struggle that's going on, then obviously you are going to take the pointers and you're going to take the, 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 uh, the essence and the energy of the black liberation struggle from that standpoint. Because it is the one thing when you talk about a racial cleansing and you talk about a racial identity and you talk about the people who are basically oppressed from, for the sake of their skin color, something that they cannot change about themselves at birth and from a generational standpoint of something we've been dealing with um, through a process of five, basically 500 years at this point, then you have that much of legacy, you got that much of history to study from, and you got that much of pain and suffering to pull from to embrace in your struggle and take into your struggle. So that's what we have to look at as to why that is being meshed with our struggle. Everything when it comes to that is meshed with our struggle. The Native American movement came into the same place. All of the different movements have taken from the energy of what we're dealing with. And I'm not saying that as a pat on the back, and I'm not saying that to put down other movements. What I'm addressing is the fact that anytime you're studying anything, you want to look at it from the most historical references, the most historical data, and the most uh, factual and, and accountable information that you can take. And if this struggle is especially still alive and going on today, then if you want to be able to ride that momentum, why wouldn't you? So I completely get and understand why it is, it is being utilized the way it is because that just goes back to any guerrilla tactic or any tactical strategy to where you want to be able to take a certain type of energy. We can even use the same example when you talk about uh, Antifa taking, constantly taking the energy that they take from other uh, movements in order to, right. spirit, you know, right. to spin off their situation. It's the same right. strategy. It's the same strategy. So go ahead, Chairman. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and so we have to look at the fact, the the, the problem that meshes in with that is how do we distinguish or how do we draw a line and how do we prevent the people from being further confused as to what's going on? You know, and, and, and that is part of the struggle and the dynamic that we face within our movement is to draw a distinct separation but at the same time, try to work with those people who may be black and heterosexual and, and gay and homosexual, so to speak, or, or refer to themselves as, as one other gender. Because, you know, if you're black and you're, heter- and you're homosexual, obviously you're getting a double whammy. So those people well, like that tend to want to jump in our movement. Well, that's the, that's the point. 
I mean, you know, that's exactly what we're saying. That's the point. I don't have a – listen, we know that organizations are going to do that. People are going to do that. They're going to ride the wave. They're going to get in with the momentum, and they're going to try to push their agenda. They're, they're going to try to get some spotlight, some of that. That's natural. Right? It's smart. It's good tactics. Here's what I'm saying is – and why I say is black nationalism being the solution to really our ills here. We're telling the black LGBTQ community – uh, yeah, we want your support, but why got to be LGBTQ? Why can't it be because you're black? Why do we have to embrace your sexual, like you, I, I like how you put it, uh, uh, Chief. Why do we have to embrace your sexual preference? You know what I'm saying? Something you choose, whether mm-hmm. you be heterosexual or homosexual, to get your support, where we should get your support because it's a black issue and you're black. See, it, it stinks of too much who's your puppet masters. If you're so adamant about pushing this homosexual agenda when you're black, you're black. We don't even have to address that right now. I'm not saying don't have your struggle. I'm not saying I'm going to be a get anti I'm not saying anything. I'm saying right now we don't even have to address that. So it stinks of an agenda by other people. And this is the same thing I say about the so-called people who say, what's your human rights issue, this and that. Absolutely. But when you take the light off the fact that his human rights were violated because of the temperament towards black people in America, and you just make it a human rights issue like in China. See, in China, it's a human rights issue because it's Chinese on Chinese crime. So you can leave it at that. But over here, when you do that, then um, it stinks of another agenda, white communist America, white soldiers in America. We see your agenda. We still know. So that's why I say us as black nationalists will never forget that our revolution is going to be unique because it has the factor of a race component. Cuban revolution was Cubans. Bolshevik revolutions were European uh, uh, Russians and all of that area. You know what I'm saying? The Chinese revolution, like I said before, was Chinese. Our revolution is going to be distinct because not only is it a capitalist, superior or revolution, it is a race revolution. And so you have well-meaning, well-intentioned white folks who still, who still stand to lose or whose lifestyle will be challenged or changed based on white privilege and white entitlement when a black revolution does take place. So what role does that fact in? So I tell the homosexual, they, you have people who are thinking about that for themselves. We're not racist or anything like that. We like our black friends, but we do love status quo. We like our white privilege, white entitlement. And we see a segment of the black society that has been alienated, isolated, if not intentionally, unintentionally by the mere not mentioning of this uh, wave, this phenomena that's in the black community. So we turned a blind eye to it and didn't really address it. So they took advantage of it and they exploited it. And it took some of our research sources. A very large, like I said, I've been in Atlanta over 20 some years, 30 years, I mean, and I'm talking a very large set resource from the black struggle going into the LGBTQ. And I'll reiterate what I said earlier in the show. I would go so far to say as I believe the black homosexual community helped them to organize into what they are today, an organization, albeit a nation, because they took straight from the page book of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey and got a flag. The Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey said, you can't be recognized as a nation until you have a flag. And they went so far as got a flag. So those resources didn't didn't just help them in material properties, but also in intellectual properties. This is what I'm saying 
to the, uh, in my conclusion, about the homosexual community and the black movement, the human rights piece with these Europeans, oh, it's a human rights issue, this and that. Like I said again, and I know, I hope Bernard will be patient with me because I know it, it, it can sound redundant. I've said it before. The human rights issue, oh, it's a human rights thing, this and that. Yes, okay, I can accept that. I can even see their support coming in like that because it is a human rights issue. I can see how me as a black person would benefit from that. I'm not going to be let it lost the fact of why is human rights are violated, but I can see the benefit. I don't see the benefit of us as black people saying, yeah, come on over gay community. What benefit, if you get recognized as the gay community, what benefit do I get? If you get recognized as a gay community, guess what? I still get killed for being black. Even if they give you all rights, so you can get married. A black homosexual is still killed for being black. So you're not discriminated on your job because you're gay. You can wear your pink pants. A black person in pink pants will still be killed because they're black. So I'm saying that it is divisive, and like she said, they convolute the issue. It is a black injustice issue that we're addressing here. Anyone? Floyd, mic's open. Both of you brothers, mic's open. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give everybody like five minutes to wrap it up. It got good. But yeah, let's give everybody a a, a, a little close. I'm over my my time. Great conversation. I'm sorry. Mic's open. Okay, let me say say this in in closing on that real quick. Two two things we we, we want to recognize. The idea of it really being a, a human rights issue, nothing necessarily says your, your gender practice is a human rights issue. It became a human mm-hmm. rights issue because by making it an actual human rights issue, that raises the level of accountability and, and the level mm-hmm. of legislation that you can apply yeah. to give it legitimacy. So that was yeah. that is more or less a tactic to allow it to be raised to a level, a certain, a different level. Because we're not talking about gender per se, but then then when you talk about the the transgender community, then you get into that. That's why the different aspects has merged into one, so that it can become a overall human rights issue. Number two to that, what we have to yeah. recognize is. Unfortunately, and this is just the bottom line, ugly truth of the situation, because our movement has struggled so much with being able to develop the mechanisms as it applies to economic and our resource mechanisms, unfortunately, a lot of our movements have meshed in with that because those folks tend to have economic resources. That community Mm. tends to get funds, and a lot of times we borrow from that from from that pool in order to let them mesh into our pool. So it becomes an it becomes an exchange. And that's the ugly truth as to a lot of times why it's it has yes. been accepted and why it has been moved because we struggle and we suffer from having lack of resources. They suffer and for having lack of a platform to operate from mm. to, to, to get behind to to allow to them to basically elevate their platform. And that's the ugly truth, and those are the things that we have to look at, and that's what makes it all convoluted is because, well, we're, we're basically hoeing and using each other, but at the end of the day, neither one of us are standing on the same merit and principle because one is, one is about your, something that you cannot change and has been inherited from birth. The other one is about a preference. 
or a mm-hmm. lifestyle. And unfortunately, what happens and why the lifestyle aspect takes takes precedence is because we are black, we have, we live in a certain type of skin. That is not a lifestyle. That is what you are. No matter what you do, you will be black. But when you talk about a person's lifestyle, this is what makes them feel good. This is what makes them get energy to get up and do whatever they do. Everybody takes on a lifestyle. If you're black, you still have a certain lifestyle. These are the, you do what you do because it, you enjoy it in terms of your day-to-day activities and actions. And sexual, sexuality is a part of a lifestyle as it, as it applies to that because we're not talking about reproduction anymore. We're not talking about reproduction. We're simply talking about sexuality as it applies to pleasure, period, point blank, whether it be emotional pleasure, physical pleasure, or whatever. It is, it is a lifestyle and it is a pleasure. Our pleasures are often what drives us to do what we do, period, as a people anyway. So there goes part of the dysfunctionality as it applies to how these things mesh up and become what they become. And those are the monsters that we have to eventually be able to separate and address as we move forward in our movement. And I close, I am with that. Mm. Bernard. Bernard. Okay. I don't know if we uh, lost him or not. All right. So with that, though, you know. All right. Well, we gave him an opportunity. With that, we'll let let Chief have the final word. Um, Listen, it's something to think about. It is something to think about. And those are some Yeah, brother, brother um, like what I was this. trying to get at, hello? Yeah, okay, there you go, brother. Hello? We're coming into our last closing off. I definitely want to give give you, All brother. Right. Uh, uh, yes, sir. This is, what I, this is what I'm trying to interject here. Yes, sir. Earlier, the brother mentioned that resources, physical resources, are being depleted out of the black struggle okay, because of the LGBTQ struggle, right? Yes, sir. So that piece we could focus on because ultimately it's the same argument that Walter Rodney made in how Europe underdeveloped Africa and the same model that Manny Marble used in how capitalism underdeveloped black America where our resources are being depleted from our struggle. So if we focus the argument there, I believe we could make an effective case, you know what I'm saying, to avoid all of the emotionalism that comes from such a hot topic. Yeah. 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 I agree. So we have to build I, a I, pamphlet. I mean... We have to build a pamphlet that gives our position on and, it, and I don't care, you know, the 10-point program was great, but right now we we got to identify the, our position on a multitude of issues that are going to be utilized as our weaponry as we are challenging on an ideological level. You know what I'm saying? So this is one of those areas that, you know, we could work on a pamphlet, and I'll get it started, you know, where we pull that, you know, research out to show – the data, like, 
you know, if, if, if we would have had a thousand, uh, 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 you know, recruits in Atlanta, okay, uh, for the black struggle, you know, we all know that Atlanta is exploding with gay, a gay population. So it's like, you know, we might not get a thousand because of the gay struggle because 500 of those will go over to the gay struggle. We need all of our resources for this black struggle first because that's the struggle that is the most paramount. It is the most clear and present danger. And gays aren't in danger like black people are. Absolutely. As a man, I love I, I, I love the, I right love now. right on. I love the conclusion. I absolutely. We should, and I think that I I, I think that that's because one of the things I love about it is uh, about you coming with that information, informing the people, doing the data, you know, showing them that even if you have to see it in some stats and charts that being black is more dangerous at this particular point of time than being homosexual. Um, but the question, you know, and this is why this topic is so passionate. It could go on forever. I could do another skin show for another hour because it has to be addressed. It is a real phenomena in our community, therefore making it a real issue to be factored into future uh, ideology, ideology of uh, black revolution and what that looks like in, a, in, in America for the black man and black woman. With that, I appreciate y'all, man. There again, coming and hanging out with me. Let's talk about it. Um, like I said, I'm going to send a plug out this Sunday coming up, a national director of operations, Big Mama's House, you know, on the, go there, check it out, see what it is. Go to our webpage. Our Facebook page is People's Black Panther Party for self-determination. Check us out. You can check me out on Facebook, Gang and Krumah. Check out, go back and listen to some of the old shows. Like my chief said one time, and I'm going to, Sit, re, re, reiterate that I love that If you don't come check us out If this isn't a party for you Belong to something productive That is empowering black people With that being said I'm going to leave you as I greet you That's all powers to oppress people African power to an African people And black power Black power You, I fight myself, I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep
Life you live in hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief. Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scarface. Who need a hero? Hero. You need a hero. Look in the mirror, there go your hero. Who on the front lines the ground zero? Hero. My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle. Mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men. Clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming. It's all prophecy and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. Praise me. 